there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right in a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to MustReadAlaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Welcome, everybody, to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. I hope everybody's having a great sunny day. Actually, it's raining where we live, so it's probably raining in most parts of Alaska. But there's one thing that we can say about the rain that's good for Alaska is that it probably killed a lot of forest fires this summer, hopefully. And uh, maybe next summer we'll get a little more sun. But without further ado, I have a very special guest today, Representative Mike Pronk. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska show. Thank you, Jonathan. Great to, great to be here. Well, I'm su super excited you're joining us. Um, you have a very large district. First, tell folks a little snippet about where you represent. And I, and I believe it's one of the largest districts that a state house person has in the entire U.S.? I, I believe we do have the, you know, the accolades of having the largest district uh, with redistricting. Uh, actually, prior, you know, Josiah Puckatuck had the largest district landmass-wise, but with redistricting, um, that 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 uh, goes to me now. So I represent from, it's a huge area from McCarthy all the way up to Arctic Village, you know, in the eastern interior. I, I have the outskirts of Fairbanks at Goldstream, so I have Choke Delta, Glen Allen. Um, run all the way down to Yukon to Holy Cross, and I have all the way over to McGrath. So I, I pretty much have what they would call the Atna Doyon region um, is pretty much what That's I a represent. Big it, 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 it is, and it's the size of I want to say it's just a little slightly smaller in California. Jeez. So, yeah. Well, you were a high school basketball star, as most people know, and well liked and loved in your community. You jumped from I think you retired from being a teacher for a long while to being involved in politics. Tell me the story about what got you first involved? What made you decide to throw your name in the hat? All right. Well, um, I think part of it, I retired in 2017. I was, you know, I, I taught for 25 years and uh, I was kind of, I really had no plans. You know, my, my dad was a double retiree kind of thing. And I'm like, well, I retire once so I'll go get another job, you know, and, and work that and retire. And, and, uh, I went through, uh, in 2017, you know, for my birthday weekend, which is on September 30th, I, I've been going to Vegas for, uh, this, uh, outdoor concert. And, and, and that just happens to be that year, uh, the largest modern day mass shooting in, you know, American history happened while I was there. You know, my friend next to me got shot and he, you know, he, he survived and stuff, but that really um, opened my eyes up because prior when I retired, I, I also uh, ran for the school board, the regional school board after I retired, but that, uh, that shooting really opened my eyes up to, um, there was a lot of people that just seemed like they were helpless at the time. And, you know, and, and it really opened my eyes up saying, you know, I was already in public service as a teacher. So I, uh, I jumped on a school board and then, you know, my opportunity to school board, I went down to Juno for the first time and I uh, met uh, representative Dave Tallarico and um, we hit it off. And, and, you know, and Dave was, uh, he, you know, he was mayor of, you know, the Denali borough for uh, how many years and he'd been a rep for, you know, I think six years and, and he was, you know, ready to retire, enjoy his grandkids and retire. And, um, you know, one of his, you know, I'll never forget this quote. He goes, one of my jobs as a rep is to make sure that, if I'm ready to leave, 
I find somebody that can fill my shoes that, that I feel is going to, you know, do a good job. And, and we hit it off and, 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 and there we go. You know, I, uh, I, uh, ran and, and, you know, won and, and here I am today. So nice. Are you still enjoying it? You know what? I, I, some people might think I'm a little crazy, but I actually really enjoy it a lot. Um, I, I, I enjoy, uh, knowing that I represent people, um, and I tried to make the decisions that best represent them as well as the entire state, because um, my, my focus has never been on today. It's, it's on the next 50 years because, you know, I have kids, I have grandkids and, and it's not what we do today. You know, it's everything is for the future. So that's where I always try to keep my focus. And one of your passions, as it seems, is maybe uh, unleashing uh, one of Alaska's best natural resources, lumber. Um, I know you have a couple bills out there uh, so that the state can start doing some uh, lumber milling. Uh, one just passed here, uh, a couple, you know, one was signed here, I think yesterday. Talk to me a little bit about um, lumber in Alaska. Okay. It's, you know, that it's, it's become a passion, I guess, you know, we, you know, living in the Eastern interior and, you know, dr you know, driving all over the state, we have timber everywhere. You drive down to the Kenai and we got beetle kill in the Valley. We got beetle kill. And, and, uh, we, we had a local operator there that was, uh, for us struggling to get, uh, timber sales, which is absolutely ridiculous. And the more we dig into it, we've really, you know, besides, uh, back in the, and, and I don't know how far back it goes, 60s, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s in Southeast Alaska, the timber industry, you know, ruled Southeast Alaska. And then it got shut down and um, we, we started digging into it, you know, with the help of the governor. And we're looking at, you know, look at a, uh, a country like Sweden. They exported $17.4 billion worth of timber exports. Jeez, we have more we have more forests than Sweden. So I guess in my my view is we've epically failed our state you know, managing our forests. So what we manage for is forest fires. So, you know, like last year, they had to come to us for a $60 million supplemental um, to pay for fighting forest fires. And so our philosophy is, why are we not managing our forests? Why are we not getting that economic driver out of, out of, out of this re renewable resource that we have? So that's, that's where our focus, you know, the governor has been great. And I think uh, here later, uh, you know, this year, early in the, ne the next year, we're going to, you know, have some pretty big announcements on some of the things that we're working on right now um, to help this and further this across the state. And yesterday uh, he signed the, the um, lumber grading bill, which was, I believe, Senator Bjorkman's bill and, and Jesse Sumner carried it on the house side um, that allows, you know, to, uh, anybody with a mill that they come and grade their own lumber and it can be used uh, in commercial. Let's say uh, right now, if, if you live in Wasilla, a bank won't loan on a house that's, you know, been milled here, but now this allows that lumber to be graded and we can use that to build our own homes in Alaska. Such a novel idea with all the timber that we have. Um, instead of going to Home Depot or, you know, somewhere to buy it. So, uh, you know, our focus is, is like, you know, we focus on oil and gas, which is great. I mean, don't, that's going to be here for a long time, but let, let, let's get this re renewable resource in and let's manage our forests so we're not just watching them burn. Yeah, the, you know, the great thing about lumber is you can go, anybody listening to this show can go plant 100 trees today if they wanted to. You can't, 
necessarily go around and plant oil, but you can go plant some trees. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, like I said, we have, we, we're, <laughs> we're doing a lot of work right now to, you know, set the, set the tone for, you know, proper management across Alaska. And yesterday was a good day, you know, uh, with that lumber grading bill, a lot of, you know, sawmills are really happy. Um, we have the resource, you know, it's time to, you know, start managing and doing it properly. That's awesome. So let's shift gears for a second and talk about HB 61. Um, and, uh, you know, for folks that don't know anything about it, talk to us a little bit about what the bill is and what the significance is to you seeing the governor sign it, I believe, this summer. Refresh me on which one that would be. That's just uh, the title. Sorry, that's the uh, the one where they can't close down gun stores during the pandemic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, we had so many, there's so many bills going on. Um, yeah, that was, you know, I, I carried it for Kathy, you know, Kathy Tilton on the floor. Um, and, and basically it was, you know, during COVID and stuff, we, you know, especially in Anchorage here, we, they closed down everything that they deem non-essential. So what this bill does is it says, it, it, you know, guns and ammo stores must stay open as long as, you know, other stores are. Now, if they close down everything, obviously, probably guns and ammo stores would be closed down too. Obviously we have a much bigger problem if, you know, going on if, if that happens. But um, for me over in, during COVID there, we, we had, there's one season there where we were having a hard time getting ammo for moose season and, you know, and, and ammo for duck hunting and stuff. So, I mean, it was real concerning for, you know, just subsistence activities of getting the ammo. So wanted to make sure that, you know, that legislation is in there. So we, you know, it couldn't be shut down. We, you know, those stores need to be open just as well as, you know, the, the liquor and marijuana stores that stayed open during that time that weren't closed, you know, so. <clears throat> yeah, I got some good national coverage. And, um, you know, I think folks, uh, it's sometimes easy to forget. We did have a little bit of time there where stores were kind of shut down and this protects uh gun stores now to kind of stay open during the you know the essential stores or ever however it's labeled correct and you know there was some there's some out you know some i think misinformation out there by a certain group that you know as this was against your 2a rights this was actually going to lessen what we're doing and, and it really was and this is this is just you know keeping it on par if the stores are open then the gun and ammo stores need to stay open now if all stores close Obviously, I'm pretty sure that we're not going to pick gun and ammo stores to stay open. We have we have a much bigger problem if you know if, if all the stores close. So um, yeah. I think it's a good bill. You know, NRA supported it. They they kind of wrote a lot of legislation for it. So it, it, it was a good good bill for uh, gun owners. That's awesome. Well, one of the unique things about Alaska, um, which quite frankly I hadn't seen for myself, uh, I was uh, this spring I visited a school in Anchorage that had a gun range in the basement of the school which is about the coolest thing that i could think of and i got to talk to the resource officer there and he went on and on and on about just how amazing of a um, a resource and an asset this is for the kids in anchorage to come learn about gun safety and learn how to shoot guns properly and really empower them not to fear them but know how to use them um, you and several other elected officials recently sent a letter into the, I think, the Biden administration um, regarding school funding as it relates to these schools that have these kinds of programs. Talk to me a little bit about the intention of that letter and do you think there could be any fruit from it? Yeah, if I remember right, I think uh, Representative Vance, uh, you know, uh, spearheaded that letter. And and I, I wanted to say, uh, you know, just trying to think back here that, 
they uh, some of the funding in school funding would be removed for shooting sports, you know, and that included archery for goodness sake. And, and we want to make sure that 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 funding doesn't go away because it, it really is, especially in, I mean, especially in urban Alaska where you know people are you know guns are the guns are tools for us they, 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 they really are they're they're part of our everyday life and and we want to make sure all of our kids have that safety aspect they know how to use them and, and i think it's very important in urban alaska like you said our kids don't need to be you know afraid of of guns and and um these shooting sports are big a lot of kids get into it you know maybe they're not athletes maybe they don't play basketball the shooting sport that, that that is a great thing to have it's 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 a life hobby that they're going to learn too because we have a, a shoot club in toke where guys just started you know for trap shooting and it went from two kids to 36 kids wow. it, you know it, it's an amazing story and, and and that's the kind of thing i i, I want to support our youth we should be supporting them at most all these different activities but the safety aspect of being able to handle a gun and stuff is, is so important whether whether you own them or you're not going to own them you should know about them. Like you said, you shouldn't fear them. Um, so I, 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 that, that, I think the purpose of that was like, we, we don't want this funding cut. This, these, there's good programs going on in schools that kids benefit from. Yeah, I uh, hopefully the letter doesn't, uh, you know, just get stuffed away by the Biden administration. I'm sure they received letters from all over the U.S. Um, from folks concerned about, you know, school getting less funding just because you have you know, archery programs, for goodness sake, it's just crazy, to, crazy to me that that's even a possibility. It's, it, I agree. Absolutely crazy. So um, you're probably doing a lot of hunting this summer. Talk to us about uh, um, or gearing up to go moose hunting. Give us one of your uh, hunting stories, if you will. No oh boy. Where <laughs> do you even start on that? Well, we, what's uh, one of know, the favorite, what's one of your most favorite uh animals that you've hunted so far in your your, your hunting career i you know i i guess i i i've been sheep hunting and you know i i i really love sheep and i just was you know spent a week i think sheep hunting for me now is just being in the mountains it, it's a special place you know you're getting up in the the mountains and i i took a couple buddies up and you know we we spent a week up in these mountains and the sheep numbers are really bad you know we had some bad winters but i think it's the mountains but moose hunting i think is probably the funnest it's you know if you call a moose in and they 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 answer and they they come thrashing and you know it's a big animal it's coming at you and and the result of it once you harvest one is all that delicious meat that you have for the you know the the rest of the year so i i think you know hunting moose is um is this, you know, not the most challenging, but um, it's definitely the the funnest and more of a activity. You know, I take my kids out and, and, and doing that. So, you know, moose hunting would be the top of it. But I, I I pretty much enjoy all hunting. Doesn't matter what it is. Nice. So, last question to you is this: um, You at one point had a um, hunting license bill for vets. Um, is that still in the mix? Are you still working on that? Boy, I, you know, was there a number on that one? Yeah, I think it was uh, HB sixty four, hunting, trapping, fishing for disabled vets. Oh, I, I, I believe that passed. I what 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 happened was was um, I think the trapping part got left out originally. 
And so somebody brought that to attention, you know, and, you know, I'm a, you know, I, I hunt, I fish, I trap and, and I'm like, that, that's, it, I, I think it was an oversight basically. So I think we worked on just getting the trapping part into there. So they, you know, the trapping license is free. They don't have to go buy one, which makes no sense if the other two are free. So yeah, nice. I, 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 there's one thing I can promise that I will pretty much work on anything that's outdoor related and hunting, fish and trapping related. Um, I believe that's the, you know, from where I grew up, that's the backbone of Alaska. We, we've done that you know you know we we go most i don't want to say most but a majority of people go out and hunt and they fill their freezers and stuff and and you know uh trapping you know for me it's predator control you know we that that plays an important part of being able to hunt so um we want to make sure we harvest some predators while we're you know harvesting our moose or sheep or caribou you know so we can continue to have the animals to hunt I love it so what's one piece of advice this is actually my last question what's one piece of advice you'd give to somebody who wants to make a difference, wants to get involved. Maybe they have two jobs or they're a stay-at-home dad or they're, you know, got seven kids in different sports, but they still want to contribute and make a difference in this crazy political world that we live in. Um, how can somebody make a difference? Do they make phone calls? Do they send letters? What are some tangible things that people can still do to make a difference? That's a great question. Um, I, I guess, you know, what I would say is don't ever give up. I mean, I, I, I do read all my emails, you know, um, sometimes we get caught up and get behind stuff and I, and I do hear phone calls. Um, we'll, maybe we won't always agree on things, but don't ever stop um, advocating for, you know, what you believe in, because, you know, for me, I'm, you know, I'm a Republican, but I, I will definitely listen to anybody, um, more conservative. Um, but, we just might not agree on stuff, but don't give up on, you know, what, what you believe in, you know, support what you believe in. And, and I, you know, I always tell people, especially in, in, in this political arena, and I, I, I really detest calling myself a politician because I don't feel like I'm, I am a politician. Um, stay true to who you are. You know, this is this position. It has nothing to do with your power or your ego. It, it's, it is about representing people and it's about representing our state first and foremost, because, um, what are we doing right now that is going to set up 50 years from now for our kids and our grandkids? That should be all of our focus, not on, hey, what, well, you know, what can I do today to make somebody feel good? That's that, not my focus. So, but continue, you know, send emails, uh, come to meetings, you know, sometimes it's showing up. You know, I think sometimes for me, it's just showing up in a place and people know that you showed up is a big deal. So I always do my best to get out there. And my in my district, it's near impossible to be everywhere. But um, just showing up. And so come to the meetings, email, call, do whatever you can, you know, you know, be passionate about what you, you know, you're, you're getting behind. Nice. Well, um, bef before we head off here. Uh, 20 minutes, 25 minutes has went by in a flash. Any last minute thoughts before we head off? No, I just, uh, you know, uh, obviously, you know, we, we, we live in a, the most amazing place in the world. I, I, I've, I've traveled the world, not all of the world, you know, someday maybe, but um, we, we live in the most amazing place in the world. And, and, and I, I hope everybody has in the back of their mind that, you know, we want to keep this the best place in the world. And I know we have different, uh, avenues of getting there and, and different thoughts of how that is but i i just hope everybody uh is willing to you know across the spectrum willing to work together to to continue to move our state forward we we cannot stay the greatest you know one of the greatest states in in, in america by uh 
more government. We, we, we need, we need private, you know, private industry to, to fuel our state. And so we need to make sure we're focusing on that. And, um, I love my state. There, I, yeah. I want to say no one loves it more, but there might be some people that love it as much <laughs> as I do, but, uh, uh I, I'm at the top of that list. That's awesome. Well, I want to thank you for joining us here today. You're welcome back anytime. And, uh, we wish you nothing but success here at must read Alaska for folks listening in. Uh, if you listen, watch or read must read Alaska and you like what you listen, watch and read, feel free to go to mustreadalaska.com on the right hand side there. There's a little donate button. Every $5, $10, hundred bucks helps keep the lights on here at must read Alaska until next time. I'm John quick from somewhere in Alaska. Thank you representative for joining us today.